0: Good morning and welcome to Friday morning, June the 2nd in 2023 on When I Rise. Today we come to the end of year A in Trinity Sunday, or the first Sunday after Pentecost. And on the Friday of the week, I'd like to take a look at the gospel passage, which comes to us from this week from the Revised Common Lectionary and this week of the Church's Calendar Year. And so we find ourselves in the gospel of Matthew at the very end, chapter 28, verses 16 through 20. So let me read that passage about a couple points for reflection and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Matthew 28 verses 16 through 20. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. This is the word of God for us. So before we get into the nitty-gritty, of the passage, like isn't that an interesting detail? It's one that always trips me up when I read this very famous passage. It's like right before the memorized part that we tend to get to where Jesus gives the Great Commission. This is post-resurrection. This is after all of the, the sadness, all the glee and joy when they hear the news. People are gathered on a mountain. Um, as Rob Bell said, like, it's like when you, when you meet with Jesus and it's like a really big event, you just, you don't go to Kyle's basement, right? Right. And there's nothing wrong with Kyle. Kyle's great. But you actually, yeah, you go to a mountain, right? You gotta meet with God. You go to a mountain, you go to a high place. Oh, that was kind of a funny, clever line that he said back in the day. But nevertheless, like there are people who made the trek up the mountain who like followed the you know the imploring of their friends and Jesus is there before them and some believe but Matthew says and some still doubted like isn't that wild but many of us know like we're in touch with this because we've got family members who grew up in the church their whole life i mean we used to hear them answer questions in Sunday school uh, we've heard them pray prayers uh, they've been sincere when we've like been in worship services with them you know, they've been moved when they go to the communion table and take the Eucharist and then along the way they stun us when they say yeah like I'm just kind of struggling with my faith, faith I got doubts about these things or you know the, I'm in the church and so I, you know the unfortunate thing is I get to hear you know some some of these uh, moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas, brothers and sisters who are like man I, my, my kid or my grandkid or my brother sister my spouse like they haven't been to church in so long and uh, whenever we talk about faith, it's a, it's a struggle and it's sad because I'm just done to hear what they hear, right? Um, I, I don't know how comforting this would be to read a passage like this because you still got to live within it. But even post-resurrection, Jesus still with his disciples, there are still some who are trying to put the pieces together. Even though they got way more like visually, like visually, visually confirmed in front of them, they're still struggling right and so I don't know maybe that's some sort of a rare comfort for some of us today who've got a loved one who are just like searching and maybe they're further away from God than what we would want um, my only admonition for any of us is man there's still time on the clock and God's still at work and uh, the love of God is so compelling and that love was compelling to us and I think it's going to be compelling for them too that's, that's going to be my prayer but to the Great Commission I mean this is just a, a reminder of where this story's always gone this is not um something that's happened in isolation uh, but this has been the story from the very beginning i mean in genesis 1 that we read you know earlier this week god wanted to fill the whole world the whole world was this temple where we can behold the glory of god and we are like the image bearers the shadows right of god in the world and um, this god drew near and when this uh this cruel world had turned its back on god um god stayed in quantum entanglement with us like we read about in psalm 8 right? This guy wasn't going to give up on us. And it wasn't that he came and he died on a cross and the, that a story is cobbled together that we could share, but that story is intended to help broadcast love to the ends of the earth, right? Um, and that, that love is something that uh, changes and transforms us. This is what we talked about yesterday, at the beginning of 2 Corinthians chapter 13. Paul's farewell words were, hey, love one another. Keep it, keep this in order. Greet each other with love. Be a loving people. Let that be the greatest piece of your reputation is that you're a lovely people, right? So this is like where this is going. So the Great Commission isn't isn't just like Jesus is into a worldwide church because he wants to be a big church. No, like this is something that's been in their story, right? I mean, Abraham was destined to be a father of many nations, right? He was going to have a family that would become a nation that would bless all nations, right? Like that's all the way back in Genesis 12 and following. And so this is just a retelling. This is just a reimagining of all that's been promised to israel up to this point point. and this is going to be a stumbling block for them as we turn to the book of acts and as we see these uh, galileans these followers followers of jesus go to this wide world around them they go to places like lystra in athens and they go to a place like antioch right And all these different epicenters of a culture that's not their own you know places where there's not even these synagogues um they've got like a gut check like they've got to say this far? Like, would God go this far away from Jerusalem? And then they go a bit further and they're like, "Will God go this far? And I think that is something that um, we, we take with our, only, our, our holy imagination as well. We look at our world and we say, like, could God actually rescue and redeem what we got going on right now? Like, can the church be uh, relevant in a time like this? Um, do we have a message that could share that can kind of cut through the clamor and reach out to some? Like, is this something that we can even see today? And so, what I enjoy about the Great Commission is just how chaotic that first community was. Some believed, some doubted, but nevertheless, Jesus said, I, "I'm I'm going to send back to the presence of my Father, and you get to go to the ends of the earth, and you're going to preach and teach." And it's going to go kind of like what you see here. Like some are going to clamor towards belief and some are going to struggle with it. And others are going to reject it. And there's no way to predict the math, right? So what is at stake is whether or not we're going to be faithful or not. So as we go, we continue to stoke our imaginations and say, can God's word go this far? Uh, With the message of the gospel, reach out to this one, right? And with a great enthusiasm, we act it out. We continue to proclaim and bear witness, and then we watch what God's going to do. And so, that's my hope for us as we carry into the weekend, as we think about being in fellowship with the Trinity, is that we're still on mission—the same mission that Jesus gave to these Galileans. Still ours. These are their words. Are these, you know, their words for them are our words today. And so, I pray that we take these words seriously, and that we go out into the world and with the joy and the gladness in our own hearts, uh, the thrill of following this God. And may other people and other lives be transformed around us. So those things in mind, let's pray to our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you that we get to watch love go down as we follow the Trinity. And we thank you that that love gets the last word. It reshapes our own consciousness. And we thank you, Jesus, that you've always been at rest. You worked faithfully during your earthly ministry. You continue to make intercession before the throne of God. and You give us this great commission, and you promise to be with us as we teach, and as we baptize, and as we proclaim and go from place to place, make disciples, we think that we can lean upon you and so learn from you. And so, God, this day, we sign up once again for this great story. Uh, the story is ongoing, and it's got a great end. It might have tragedy along the way. It might have bumps and bruises. It might have seasons of bewilderment, uh, particularly as we have loved ones close to us, continue to grapple with the issues of faith and um, yet to cross over the threshold towards embracing you fully. God, we just pray that you give us the same confidence and rest that you had. Uh, May we see it in your eyes. May we hear it in your words today so that we can have no fear as we go from place to place and as we engage with life upon life. And so God, consume us once again. Allow us to be just overwhelmed by the love within the Trinity. And I pray that it would give us meaning for today. It would give us energy for mission in front of us. And I pray ultimately it would help shape our destinies ahead. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.